I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Hey there. Ever wonder what happens to all those amazing screenplays that never make it to the big screen? Wonder no more. Welcome to Table Read Podcast, where we bring those undiscovered gems to life. Picture this. Talented actors giving incredible performances with the occasional laugh or blooper thrown in, produced by award-winning pros. From drama to comedy, TV pilots to feature films, there's something for everyone. And guess what? We release new episodes every week, so don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Table Read Podcast, where great stories finally get their chance to shine. You're listening to Muses and Stuff. This is the podcast that's all about the dolls. They were the groupies, the wives, the girlfriends, and the muses who played such a huge role in rock and roll history by simply being themselves. They were sweet, sexy, brave, and powerful. They went after what and who they wanted, and they made no apologies. We are your hosts, Shanti and Lynx. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. So, thank you so much for being here. We are backstage at the Phoenix. I've always wanted to say that <laughs> with repartee. We've always wanted to say it too, and now we can. Dreams are coming true tonight. This is such a glamorous space. If you can't <laughs> picture it, it's everything I've ever imagined. And I'm definitely warming up here. Ten feet by ten feet by twelve feet. That was real good. Six bathrooms here. <laughs> Jacuzzis in each bathroom. Marble countertop. Soft light fountain over there. There's, yeah. a, there's a puppy fountain over there. <laughs> yeah, just like yeah. spreading puppies. There was even soap in the shower. Wow. Gillette? Luxuries. Come on. <laughs> so, hi. Hi. <laughs> hi. Thank you so much for being here. I'm, a, I'm truly a longtime fan. Thank you. Um, I think, yeah, as you know, because we've seen each other mm-hmm. for the first time at the Lani Vani Music Festival, mm-hmm. which is one of my my favorite music festivals. Mm-hmm. That, was, yeah. that, was a, that was a while ago that we uh, That was a long time yeah. ago. That was with Huron and uh, Baby Eagle. I don't even remember. Oh, yeah. was, was, maybe, was it 2010? Mm, I don't think so. No. <laughs> what do I know? 
Yeah. Sometime between 2013 and 2016. Oh, okay. Longer away than that if we played it. But I can't yeah. Were we playing? I've never played Okay, then maybe I just saw you. Okay, that's what it was. I saw you a bunch of times in Halifax, but then I, I ran into you yeah. at the festival. Okay, cool. Right. And we were like, I love your lipstick. I love your lipstick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So when I heard that you guys were playing, uh, um, cool. And it was like interview request, repartee. Nice. Congratulations on your nomination for best pop group. And win. Yeah, we are. And win. <laughs> Congratulations. Congratulations. Did I say nomination because I've done? <laughs> That's okay. We actually didn't know. We were like. Taking our gear off. Yeah. You just found out. Yeah, people no people like came back and they're like, You won? Yeah, we're like, we didn't win. Did you see all the other people that were part of that? <laughs> yeah, we didn't see you go up and accept the uh, accept the award for the guitar and I was probably texting with Vanessa being like, So when are we gonna talk about right. our team? Yeah. No, I was very patient I didn't yeah, say yeah. that. We didn't even know about the guitar till much afterwards. Yeah. Well sh- shit, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. So just so you know who we are, our podcast is called Muses and Stuff, and we celebrate fans, groupies, uh, muses throughout rock and roll history. We try to give a voice to the people more behind the scenes. Cool. Yeah. So when you hear the word groupie, what what do you think of? Um. You can be honest. <laughs> I can see him like, oh like almost famous. Mm-hmm. Fall around, fall around band. It's uh, Kate Hudson's birthday today. Is oh, it? Nice. Yeah, so she played a groupie and she's a real life groupie. Cool, Good to know. Fact. Okay. Um, to be completely candid, I kind of I I struggle with that term a little bit because I think that there is a lot of heavy uh, like negative connotations for women in that role. Um, and I think for a while there was a real divide between groupie and band, and it was very much them and women. And where I still think there is like a pretty big divide, I think it's obviously better than when the, the term was coined back in the 70s. There's a lot more women. Not a lot more, but there's some more women in music now. Yeah. And. Um, I'm not I, I'm not a huge fan of the term because of the baggage that comes with it. I think it's still a little bit um, gendered, but I I don't know. I haven't really met anybody that has been like a self-proclaimed groupie. So enlighten me. Yeah. That's basically what we're trying to do. We're trying to enlighten people that men can be groupies too. For us, groupie isn't like a singular term, it doesn't mean something sexual. It can mean something sexual. It doesn't always. Right. Um, men can be groupies too. I'm sure there are men that go to your shows and ask for your photo. We just saw oh, that happen. Okay, cool. And ask for your autograph. I mean, that's a level of groupie them too, right? Cool. So what's the difference between a fan and a We've asked that before. So, for example, um, I've seen you around now for years, right? But I'm not a musician. I've like I hadn't really done too much um, in the like in the festival in terms of offering anything of like my own art. And I think sometimes maybe if you just go to shows and you, like you're enjoying the band and you buy the T-shirt and you, that's a that's a fan. 
Right. And I think that the groupie wants just a little more, a like, little a bit connection. more. Oh, okay. Cool. Maybe like someone tweeting, someone asking for an autograph, like someone who wants to talk to you guys and like have that connection personally. Okay. Yeah, and then again, when I walked up here, I saw that Kate was here and Ryan right, was here. Yeah, and we're like, yeah. what are you doing here? Right. So, somebody who just simply hangs out with fans, who knows them, who's a right. friend of the band, who's a supporter, who like is. Nice. You know, oh, I saw you guys and. Great. And like you were saying, the term groupie has this negative connotation. Mm -hmm. And we feel like if you separate like a fan from like the sexual groupie, right. you're automatically putting a, a negative on the sexual one. Yep. And yep. that should be their choice and right. that shouldn't have anything to do with For sure, yeah, I can get behind that. Yeah. Whether or not it's negative. Yeah. That's what yeah, yeah, for sure. So the groupie term came to be in like the 1960s. Mm -hmm. So Pamela DeBar was one of yes, the, the dick cast, right? That was the Plastercasters, oh. but they're friends. Yeah, Cynthia oh, Plastercaster. Okay. Oh, Pamela went to go visit Cynthia in Chicago. Pamela once. wrote, I'm with the band. Right, yes, yeah. But Frank Zappa was like the one guy that was like, I see what they're doing, they're awesome, and they were, you know, taking their breath control on Sunset Strip, and they were, you know, like, sexual revolution, mm -hmm. and they did what they wanted, Right. and they were kind of, so he, so Frank Zappa called them, um, like, the pioneers that, or at the avant-garde of the sexual revolution. Oh, cool. So it was, it was a very celebrated term for right. a while. Yeah. You're a groupie? Cool. Kind of the same thing like, oh, you're already cool. Right. And then it got tarnished over the years, and then because of, there was, like, some, like, sex negativity and sex shaming, things like that. Mm -hmm. Then the 80s happened. So basically our podcast is just going through the decades and figuring out what happened, what, what went around, and replaying the word. Nice, interesting. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah. So speaking of the 70s, who are your like 70s or 80s uh, rock gods? Like who are you a fan for or a groupie for? Hmm. The 70s. Or whatever you want, like identify most with. The easy one is Zeppelin for me. So Zeppelin. Pamela sat on their amp on the side of their stage and wore their big, you know, what were those big bangles that they had? The big turquoise ones. Four of them. Yeah, yeah. Huh, fun. Okay, cool. Yeah. My big 70s band is, uh, band is Pink Floyd. You know, especially going through like the, uh, like, uh, a lot of the like introduction of like psychedelic synthesis and everything like that, you know, it's uh, not necessarily a style that we're playing too heavily, but definitely, you know, uh, that that uh, idea of soundscape is, is definitely a, a big one for me. Are you like a pre uh, or when Sid Barrett was in the group, or like a post Sid Barrett Pink Floyd? I'm a pre. I'm a pre Sid. Somebody asked me that the other day too. I agree. So Michelle Overman um, dated David Gilmore, and she's going to be uh, on our podcast at the end of May. Oh, oh cool! Yeah. Cool. Yeah. We knew right. a cat named David Gilmore. Hey, <laughs> different guy. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> Michelle. <laughs> so getting back to your band, before you came on, the uh, host of the event tonight mentioned that your motto, so to speak, is get out there and dance like no one's watching. Oh, yeah. There was yeah. a fuck in there. Like, yeah. dance yeah. the fuck out of yeah. something. Well, yeah. Around, like, dance like you don't give a fuck yeah, who's exactly. watching. Right, exactly. yeah. yeah. Uh, you've toured around now. What city has the best dancers? 
just like how beautiful that city is and how beautiful the people are there everyone is That's so true. kind mm. we have great shows there like every yeah everything about it it's just like like for us like we like from the first time we played there in 2013 was it yeah, yeah. yeah. we were blown away by like how fun the crown <laughs> so was and stuff. Yeah, was like, nuts. like yeah. probably our first like sold out show um outside of like east coast yeah you know, and it was just like, and it was just because they just love life there. Yeah. You know, yeah. like it was, you know, like, and yeah, it was a ball. Like that, that place was great. Fredericton, uh, the capital uh, complex in Fredericton, uh, New Brunswick is also uh, uh, a place that we always adore. And, and I like just the people there and that, like Savannah that comes out to what, like every one of our shows. In Fredericton? Oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. Awesome, yeah, you know, like it's just yeah, it's crazy. Right? Yeah, he's oh, a groupie. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, yeah, St. John's too. It's like back home. Mm-hmm. It's like they, yeah, but they party out. Yeah, they Especially being away now from from it and everything, I'm kind of going back there and stuff. This is a party for us as well. Yeah, it's like hey, yeah, we're back. That's yeah. so nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've been at the like CMW now for two nights, and today I was already like, oh, I'm exhausted. <laughs> I don't know how they do it. And I was in bed at like 12:30 last night. So um, so late. Do you? I know. I know. So do you have any? Just to keep your, um, you know, when you're when you're on tour, you like need to keep it going. Do you have any special rituals? Any like anything that you that you drink? Like, what are you doing to keep healthy and like to keep just to? Um, well, in general, keep that beautiful we skin on the road <laughs> under these circumstances and conditions. Thank you. Um, in general, we all kind of like lay off booze. We um, try to like get out and. Um, on days off, also just like rest and take the day off. Like we don't, we're not a big partying band, um, and I'm not a big partying groupie. Like I, we just had an episode on on what it's like to to go to shows and be like a sober groupie, and right. it's great. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's almost like uh, sometimes it feels like a necessity. Like it's it's hard to you know when you're. <laughs> over in the van it's a fucking nightmare you know I mean it's kind of a nightmare anyway like a 14-hour drive to Thunder Bay you don't want to be hung over for it right so it's like you know it sounds like the road to hell just <laughs> waiting to like get there with just hour after hour yeah it's tough yeah it's tough yeah I have a final question if you unless you have one I have a final question too Ooh. Say it at the same time. You go for you go. I, can, uh, I was going to ask, um, do you have a favorite um, social media that to connect with your fans or your groupies? Twitter, Facebook? I think, I think like, uh, in my opinion, uh, I'd say Instagram is, is a lot of fun. You know, it's, it's, it's great. Like, uh, like Maggie's been toying around a lot with, like, kind of just being creative with, with like, changing either colors or maybe highlighting some colors and that with it so we've kind of been kind of trying to find ways in which you can cycle through Instagram and just kind of see it as like um like a product or, or you know just kind of like you know like, like it's own piece of art sorry. yeah exactly it's really fun to just kind of like just build a collection and start you know like once a dozen pictures are up and they have the same theme whether it's like a certain color or or something that's uh, uh, like you know like there's like a while that uh, 
Meg was working on like shading, um, uh, so like there would just be like one uh, thing in the picture that was in color and everything else was black and white and doing different things like that and, and you know now like we're kind of going through different color shades that kind of uh, go along with the band. So it's a lot of fun to do that and it's also, it's, it's really cool also to kind of showcase like you know uh, photographers that come to our shows and take great pictures and you know it's just kind of like okay we play the music and it's just another way to kind of like show the band and you know like how, how we are on stage and everything really captures that so so that that is definitely I mean in my opinion I feel like that one's a lot of fun yeah right? of all the social medias that's definitely the most artistic the one that you can like certainly it's pretty captivating for a picture to be there you know yeah. like, and it, I guess so like in a sense uh, it's the most uh, natural at, at least for me you know I find uh, you got a camera on your phone so if you see something uh, kind of silly you might take a picture of it and send it to your friend and say like this or you have like some sort of you know like quirky quip along with it I mean Instagram is just kind of like that, but not just to one single friend. But in that sense, I find it's the most natural to show a lot of people like, hey, saw this, going to tell you this about it. You know, that, that, that to me, just in terms of how I interact with my friends, that seems the most natural way to show other people like, well, hey, this is what's going on. Yeah. This is what we're doing today or whatever, you know, and that's... You know, it's just kind of seems to happen the most than, like, naturally. Yeah, at the same time as well, it's kind of almost like a challenge to kind of be able to to figure out these other platforms, like something like Twitter and that, like because there are people that are are very captivated by by that as well. So it's just like you know trying to widen that. You know, I definitely do think that we kind of focus a lot on Instagram, but at the same time we do try to like see like okay, how can we you know, how can we generate fans and kind of keep up with our fans that are more Twitter-based or, you know, more Facebook-based or, or whatever, you know, like different generations, it seems like, you know, like Facebook is more so for our generation and people older and, and that, and so that hits a completely different crowd than Instagram is, is for a lot of younger younger people and, and you know, like you see, like, uh, like I have people on my, on my uh, Instagram that... Um, uh, that like are younger than we are and get hundreds of likes just on a picture within minutes and it's just like you know that's the kind of demographic for that so being able to figure out everything is definitely pretty important you know mm-hmm. yeah Did you? well I think everybody is probably needing to go get some fresh air so so I think probably that's wonderful I'll tell you my last question later um, <laughs> we'll talk about it later <laughs> Well, are you going to go see Denise Donlan speak tomorrow at 1 o'clock? I'm working tomorrow. Oh, damn. But I love, that woman is an incredible inspiration. I actually met her last year at the the Canadian Country Music Awards. She's like a, a woman who's like basically the crown of Canadian media. She was like, um, oh yeah, like the director of Much Music, I think, for yeah, years. Yeah, she like ran the show there. She was yeah. the first female to, um, at Sony Music. Like, yeah, yeah. Wow. And she has an incredible book. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's called As Fearless as Possible Under the Circumstances. Oh, God, I and she has that. one chapter in a book that says respect thy roadie and respect thy roster. Amazing. So I was just going to say, like, now that you are the winners of, you know, best poster <laughs> of the year and you guys are going to get huge and famous, what's going to be, like, your thing on your roster? Oh. Like, oh. you have, like, a couple of, like, chickadees in your... <laughs> 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 you're talking about 
Chips and puppy fountain. I love it. Like imagine if you you came to every show and they just had puppies there. Well, the worst thing I bet is separate room. I I would just want to have all the puppies though, so I'd probably like try. Yeah, I found love with. And, and like, we to, like I would like steal all the puppies and take them to the oh, van with yeah. us. Oh know? my god, van! In a tour, would be like a hundred puppies. <laughs> and in a week, it would be like, how? Like, why are there so many puppies? In there? You shut your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank it you. Like paradise. Yeah, it does. And this has been paradise. Thank you so much. Could you introduce yourselves one more time for everybody? Yeah. Oh, like one at a time? One at a time. Wait, one, one at a time. two, three. Nick. I'm Nick. Josh. Yeah. <laughs> Nick. I'm Nick. I play drums. Josh, I play synthesizers. I'm Robbie, I play guitar. I'm Meg, and I sing. And I'm Shanti. And I'm Lynx. And thank you so much for listening. This has been Muses and stuff, and this has been Rap Power Tea. Yay! Thanks for having us. Thank you so much. Hello, dear stranger. I'd like to introduce you to something new. Or perhaps something very, very old. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine is a horror fantasy medical mystery following the titular monk turned traveling medical investigator. Follow Radolf as he navigates a nightmare world in which viruses are gods and the human race are not their favored children. Steeped in history and an aesthetic that can only be described as a combination of occult academia and laboratory Judaica, the heresies of Radolf Burntwine have been described as Umberto Echo meets H.P. Lovecraft. For more information, check out the Patreon at thorb.info. But take care, dear stranger, for some truths are best left unknown. <laughs>